And uh, I'm going to ask Katie to give us our New Testament reading, which is 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 to 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 to 27. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we, are all, we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of that body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, Every one of them, just as he wanted to be, them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are, unpres- are presentable, unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has, but God has put the body together, given, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So if the children would like to come up to the front and grab a seat at the front. So it's the first Sunday of the month, so we've got an all-age service, so um, the, the talk's always geared, not specifically towards the children, but in a way that's inclusive for everyone, because normally the kids will go to kids' church, as we know. So come and... Sit either side. How are you going, guys? You can come up. You can come a bit closer if you like. Come in, come in, come in. There's loads of room at the sides. Well done, great. Okay, we got everyone. So I think that we can all be a little bit competitive sometimes, can't we? I think we're all a little bit competitive sometimes. Now I actually need two volunteers to take part in a competition. It's not going to get too serious, this competition. Um, But let's have a look. Let's go for Sophie and Peyton. Okay. So what you're going to do with this cereal box, if you come up on the stage, okay, is what you're going to have to do is pick it up without using your hands. Your hands can't touch the floor and your feet have to stay on the ground. So you basically got to kind of do the splits and pick it up with your teeth. Okay? <laughs> you won't have to do the full splits, but you, you'll see. You'll be, you, I reckon you'll be able to do it. Sophie, you go first. So you go this side. So, so you'll pick it up there. Let's come down here. So, 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 so do that. I got that. Can you pick that up with your teeth? Excellent. Okay, so that's level one. Peyton, can you, can you do that on that side? Okay. 
Okay, well done, well done. Okay, so then, so then what we do as this competition goes forward is we start tearing off a bit of the box each time. Okay, we're not, we're not going to go down too far. Okay? Go on, go on, Sophie. Are you able to do that one? Okay, you just about did that. All right, Peyton, this is hard. Doing it with your hands behind your back, I reckon, makes it harder. Well done, well done. Okay, so... You know, so you get the idea. We're not going to keep going, but that was just to give everyone the idea of how you do it. You did really well there. Excellent. Well done. So round of applause. So what would normally happen, of course, is you'd keep tearing off a bit of the box and, and keep having to go down a bit uh, further. Uh, now, when my brother and I were children, uh, I'm the one on the left, uh, when my brother and I were children, we were very competitive. And even now... When we get together, it's kind of like we go back to being about 10 years old. And one Christmas, uh, when I was in my late 30s, we decided to do this uh, game with the box. And we got right down to, there was about that much left of the box. So it's really low. And it was my turn. And I was doing the splits. And as I bent down to pick up this box, I felt this massive... Uh, pain down the back of my leg. I, I felt the, the muscle tear. In fact, I even heard it pop. And uh, it was very, very painful. And uh, sometimes I can even still feel that injury years later. And then it was my brother's turn to do it. And he did exactly the same thing. So if anyone is um, looking at this game thinking, oh, that looks like a good game, we should try that. I've only got three words for you. Warm up first. Okay? So I have to admit that my brother and I are very competitive. And I think that siblings often are. So adults as well, put your hand up if you've ever been super competitive with a brother or sister. That's interesting. That's the majority of the church. Okay, hands down. Put your hands up if that competitiveness, if that competition has ever led to an argument. Okay, more or less the same number of people. Now, um, competition is not a bad thing. Many of us, many of us love sport. And... Uh, you know, sport. What? What's that? Sport. Sport is competitive, and that's a good thing, isn't it? Just a, that's just like a little subliminal message uh, behind me. It's the, the, the most recent match, by the way. Anyway, um, so sport is competitive, but competitions in families can often cause all kinds of problems. Now, uh, the church in Corinth, and we know that the church is a family. The church in Corinth was very competitive about everything. Now, um, we've already seen that uh, some of them were saying, well, we follow the best leader, so we must be the best Christians. And others were saying, well, we're the most knowledgeable. We know the most about Christianity, so we must be the best Christians. And last week, we, we saw that some were saying, well, we can afford the best food to celebrate the Lord's Supper. So the Lord has blessed us more than anyone else. We must be the best Christians. And now today we see uh, that they were getting competitive about spiritual gifts. But what are spiritual gifts? Any ideas from the front, first of all? 
And I might ask the adults to get thinking. Uh, any, Harry. Yeah, okay. So um, God might bless us with material things, but that's, yeah, what else? What, what about things that you're good at? Pardon? Yeah, it's a good, a good thought. What, what do you reckon, Sophie? Maybe something that you're good at and you might be better than other people. Maybe something that you're really good at. Yes. So that could be a, a spiritual gift. Any ideas, adults? Any sort of f- f- further development on that? Some good thoughts there. Well, I'm Harry and Sophie. Yeah, go on. Pardon? Answer prayer. Okay, that could, could be, uh, that's definitely a, a, a gift. Definitely. Yes. Kindness. Kindness. Okay. So we're starting to get this. So uh, um, spiritual gifts are special abilities that God has given us by the power of the Holy Spirit to help us to build up the church and do what he wants us to do in the world. This is just my sort of rough definition. So that, 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 that's what these special abilities that God gives us. It could be anything. Now, um, they are gifts. They are gifts. And we can't earn gifts, can we? I'm just going to get a drink of water. My, my throat is very dry. So they are gifts. We can't earn gifts. And we shouldn't be super pleased with ourselves for having gifts. Instead, we should be grateful to God, who is the giver of those gifts. So every Christian, every Christian is filled with the Holy Spirit. And every Christian has a gift or gifts from God. So you have got gifts from God, even if you don't yet know what those gifts are. Now, to to help us understand this better, we're going to make a list of some of the things that are needed within this church to do all that God wants us to do in the world. To be the people that God wants us to be. I'm going to get these pens. What kind of gifts... Do we need in the church? And adults, you can shout out as well. But what kind of gifts do we think about? It it might make it easier to think about the things that happen on a Sunday morning and the kinds of things people can do to make it happen. Um, But there's other things as well. Harry, what do you think? Um, Kindness. Kindness. Okay. So so let's put love and kindness. Okay. And do you know what? There's a gift. Called, that's actually mentioned in the New Testament service, and that combines so two things: love and kindness. So well done, Harry. Sophie. Helping others. Helping others. Okay. So we'll, we'll put that help helping. Kind of. Okay. Come on, shout them out. There's quite a lot of gifts. Huh? Wisdom. Okay. Wisdom. Okay. And what do these guys do, the people who stand here? Music. So there's gifts of uh, music. People are gifted musically, and that helps people to worship God. Keep going, keep going. There's a lot to, to think. Hospitality. So we enjoy... Excuse my handwriting. Okay, Hospitality. Gratefulness. Uh, oh, sorry. 
I'll just put thanks, okay? Oh. Okay, what about, uh, what do the people at the door do? Welcoming, okay, so people can be very welcoming. That's a, that's a gift. Think of, um, what, do, what do I do? Preaching, okay, so um, what is... Okay, preaching, and then you've got the LA, and, and spirit, what other sort of more spiritual gifts, more overtly spiritual gifts might we hear about in the church? I, I miss that. Pastoral care, sorry. It's, uh, it's the mask, it, it muffled you a bit, I think, and plus my deaf hearing. Uh, pastoral gifts, yes, pastoral gifts. Evangelism. Okay. What about if you lay hands on someone who's unwell? What's that? The healing. Okay. Healing. Okay. What else have we got? What's what's Tom? Prayer. Okay. Okay. What's Tom doing at the back? Tech. Okay. So we've got people who do the, the, the tech. Um, what, 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 what are we talking about the other week when people were speaking in, speaking in tongues? And so I didn't put tongues. And what is the gift that goes along with that? Pardon? Interpretation. So uh, what is the gift that... Isaiah and Jeremiah and all those guys in the Old Testament. Prophecy. Okay. We, we're getting there. <laughs> few, few little hints along the way. Um, what, what, what else? Um, fine, one, one thing that we don't always think of, but financial management. Okay. Um, You, you, you know, if you've got someone in favor with finances, it's, it's very practical, but, you know, Kirsten's our treasurer, but it's absolutely essential. Um, arts and crafts. You know, at, uh, at Christmas, when we have the big set behind us, you know, the people that, that, that got involved in building that and making all those sorts of things, these are all gifts that we can use within the church. So, uh, let me see. I think we got... A lot of the key ones there. So, again, another drink of water. So, here's what was happening. So, we know that a lot of things in, in the Corinthian church were not as they should be. So, here's what was happening. The Corinthians might have said, right, the people with these gifts, okay, let's, let's, uh, let's circle these in red. They say, right, the people with the, these gifts, the people with these gifts, well, these must be, um, let's say, music. These must be the most important people because they're the ones we see at the front all the time. Is that right? Are they the most important people? No. No, but that's what the Corinthians might have been thinking. Uh, they, or they might have thought, okay, the people who have got um, these gifts, um, what else have we got there? Did we put healing? 
They might say the people who've got those gifts, well, they're, they're, they're the most important. They're super spiritual because those are overtly supernatural gifts. So they must be the most important people in the church. And this is how they were thinking. And so, so then the people who, who maybe had the gifts in red or the people who had maybe the gifts in green started to get a bit proud. And they would look down on the people in the church that didn't have those gifts. They kind of look down at them and think, oh, they're not as good as us. Okay, that's what was happening. And then the people who had other gifts, the people who didn't have these gifts, started to feel inadequate and insecure. And uh, they may have even doubted that God's spirit was living within them. So, let's move. But we know, we know as Christians that God's Spirit lives within everyone. God's Holy Spirit is with, or within all Christians, and God gives gifts to all Christians as well. And the gifts that God gives us as a church are the ones that we need. So as a church, we need all kinds of gifts to be able to operate as a church and do what God wants us to do in the world. Now, to help the Corinthians see this, Paul used the analogy of a body. He said the church is like a body, the body of Christ. Okay? You got that idea, the body of Christ. Now, kids, if I, if I came to visit your family and I knocked on your door and you answered, would you say, Mom, Reverend Charlie's head, eyes, nose, ears, mouth, neck, eyes... Uh, hands, feet, legs, arms, torso are here. Is that what you'd say? No, that would be a pretty strange thing to do. Wouldn't it? What would you say? Sophie? You'd just say Reverend Charlie is here, wouldn't you? And it's like that with the church. We shouldn't see ourselves as lots of different individuals, lots of different body parts. We should see ourselves as one body the body of Christ working together. And we need every part of our bodies, don't we? What do you reckon? Do you need every part of your bodies? I think so. So I was, uh, when I was a child, I was once working with my dad, and I hit my finger with a hammer. And it really hurt. And my dad very helpfully said, don't worry, you've got nine more. <laughs> now, he was joking, of course, but it wouldn't really be okay to lose a finger, would it? Would you be okay about losing a finger? You, know, you wouldn't go, ah, oh, it doesn't matter, I didn't really need that anyway, would you? We can't afford to lose any part of our bodies, and we can't afford to lose any member of the church. Everyone is needed. Everyone is needed. In verses 15 and 16, Paul says, Now, if the foot should say... Because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. Now, this sounds like ridiculous, doesn't it? Like a foot saying, oh, well, I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body. Doesn't that sound silly? Does that sound silly? I think it sounds kind of silly. But this is what Paul was saying to the Corinthians. He was saying, that's you. That's what you're doing. He's saying, you're, you were, he was saying, you're making people feel left out because they don't have the same gifts that you have. 
But the gifts that they have are needed. You need those gifts, and they're just as important as the gifts that you have. And the gifts shouldn't be dividing you. The gifts should be uniting you so that you can work together and do what God wants you to do in the world. Paul goes on to say, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? Now, uh, I'll go back one to the, to the eye. So how well do you think this person, if I can call it a person, how well do you think this person can hear? What do you reckon, Harry? Terrible hearing. Why, why has this person got terrible hearing, David? Because he doesn't have any ears. Okay, the next one. How well do you think this person can smell? What do you reckon, Travis? He can't smell at all. Why can't he smell? Yeah, he can't smell. He's got no nose. Oh. Thanks, Jeff. Before I tread on them. Thank you. So, you know, it's really good that we're not all the same. It's really good that we're all different because if we were all the same, we wouldn't be able to achieve very much at all. We're all different. We all have different gifts. All our gifts are needed and no gift is more important than the others. Now, most of you will remember Graham. Sadly, Graham passed away recently. Graham was ill for a very long time and he wasn't really able to use his body. And he once said to me, he said, Charlie, I'm so sorry that I can't do anything. But the thing is, Graham was doing something. Graham was doing a lot. He was setting an amazing example to us all because he was full of hope and joy and love and faith, even though his body was failing him. Graham's gift, Graham's gift, his spiritual gift, was to set a wonderful example to the church and to show us how to deal with life when things aren't quite as you would hope they would be. He was such a blessing to our church. Now, Paul mostly talked about body parts that we can see. He talked about the hand, the eyes, the ears, things that we can see, but there are lots of body parts that are within our bodies, we can't see them, but are super important. Can you give me a few body parts that are super important that you can't see them? David? Okay, your brain, I'll take one off each. Travis? Your spine, excellent. And that's not up there, so well done, good. Peyton, your heart, excellent. Sophie? Your bones, brilliant. Anyone else? Okay, Jenny, last one. Your intestines, there's loads of body parts. We don't see them, uh, but they are super important. And there are people within the church uh, that we don't see what they're doing necessarily, but they have a really important role to play in our community. So, for example, did you know, did you guys know that there's a group of people who meet every week to pray for this church and to pray for all of you and for all the people in the church. They pray for the community, for the, the nation, the world. There's a group of people who meet every week to pray. Now, it's not a secret group. Anyone can join that group, but we don't really see what they're doing. 
And yet, they've got such an important role. In fact, I would say they have the most important role in our church. They're like the heart of the church. So um, we see that there are people in the church, they're doing things. They're not necessarily up here. You don't see what they do, but their roles are super important. So if you feel like you don't have a gift or you feel like um, you can't contribute in any way, then have you considered that maybe faithful perseverance in prayer, that could be your gift? I mean, there's loads of others as well. That's just one example. That could be your gift. We are the body of Christ. We all have different gifts. We're all uh, a different part of the body. Each of us is essential. We can't do without anyone. And no one, no gift, (coughs) excuse me, No one, no gift is more important than any other gift or any other person. Because it's not a competition, it's a partnership. And we're all in this together as one body. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you bring us from so many different nations and walks of life and backgrounds and uh, people of all ages and with different abilities and with different spiritual gifts that you've given to each of us. And we pray that each of us will recognize uh, actually the, the vital nature that we, that we, the vital role that we play in this church. We pray, Father, that everyone who's connected to this church in any way will realize the vitally important role they play in this church. We pray that collectively as a community, we will come together, pull all these gifts together so that we can really do everything that you Uh, you have planned for us everything that you would have us do. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.